Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy Show because this show is all about inspiration not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others including you. Now for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, it's almost like an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to believe in the women she encounters even more than they believe in themselves so that they feel the confidence to go for their biggest goals. So I am super excited to introduce Marissa Rader. Marissa is a farm wife, mom, and life coach for women entrepreneurs. Now she has three young girls with her husband, Trent. And when she's not coaching women to build their dream lives, she's living hers. Now, Marissa has always been a multi-passionate person who thrives on having lots of things going on at once. And luckily, Trent is there to help her manage it all. Now, anything that allows Marissa to dream big and use her creativity is her jam. She loves being a mom and wife, but her passion for business is right up there in her list of priorities. Marissa uses her previous teaching skills to meet women exactly where they are and create the biggest transformation they can. Well, welcome, Marissa. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, and I am excited to hear more details because I just love how you're supporting women to really become the person they've always dreamt of becoming. So I can't wait to dive in. Uh, and always, you know, top of my question for me is, what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Oh, that's such a great question. And I grew up in small town and my dad was always that person that was just looking to do a little bit more and be a little bit more. And when I was a young kid, he started his own business and he never gave up his full-time job. He kept it for the insurance and the benefits and all the things, you know, all the excuses that we make to not right. have to do the scary thing of like diving all in. Right. <laughs> and now he has this thriving business and he is 63 years old and he's still working his nine to five job just for something to do. Oh, and wow. <laughs> he's, he, he's been the biggest inspiration for me because I watched him build this business with zero help from, from the outside. He bootstrapped it from the beginning and now it is, it's thriving and growing and it's just been a great asset for our family to have as, as something that we do together, that we've built together and it's been amazing. And so ever since I was a little girl, I really just 
thought I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to do that, but he invented his product. And so hmm. I watched him do all the prototypes and, you know, do all of those things. When you invent something, get the patent, get this, get that, meet with all the people. Yeah. Talk and about I was like, those are a lot I, of folks. <laughs> yeah, so many. And right. I mean, I was probably eight when he started it. So the fact that I remember them kind of traumatized me a little bit, like, man, maybe that's not the route of entrepreneurship I want to go in. Right. It's not but, as a lot of people think it is. And you got to see it firsthand. Yes, exactly. And he has never hired outside, you know, he has people that build the product for him and pack the products now and stuff. But in those beginning stages, he was doing every piece of that himself. <laughs> and mm -hmm. my husband and I actually joke that I went to the Paul Johnson school of packing and box taping because <laughs> I was thrown into it, you know, as my first job. <laughs> that was a good role for Marissa is to yes, exactly. join dad in this business pursuit and be the box taper. <laughs> exactly. Package all the things. Right. Oh, <laughs> and great. So I just never really knew how I was going to fit into this how, how I was going to do that because he works for a sign company. His, his product is a sign post stabilizer so that it doesn't twist and turn in the wind. Like what was I going to do with that? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Not really my passion. <laughs> exactly. And so I dabbled in, you know, you know, Mary Kay and those MLMs and different social selling stratospheres, you know, and stuff mm -hmm. and nothing right. seemed to click. And I, so I went to school to be a teacher because I was great at it. I loved working with kids and built great relationships and it just came so naturally to me. And so one day, one of my coworkers came in and she said, did you know that women are building online businesses as teachers and they're able to leave the classroom? And I said, no, what are they doing? <laughs> Your ears perked. Yes. I was like, what? Maybe, maybe this is my thing. Maybe this is the direction I need to go. And so I started doing some research and it turned out they were blogging. They were creating teaching resources to sell online. Mm -hmm. And this was on like a Wednesday. And on Saturday, I bought my website domain and started building oh a website. Wow. wow. <laughs> I created my first five products to put online because I was like, this is going to be my thing. I was convinced of it. <laughs> wow. That's great. So yes. Took hold of that idea and ran with it. Oh, <laughs> at, at that point, though, we had the two small girls um, and I was struggling to wake up every day and put up with the the business of the school teaching. You know, the stuff that was out of my control was wearing on me and I was burning out and I just wasn't quite sure what to do. And so I started this hobby and all of a sudden things in my entire life got better. Things were different. I had this thing that I was getting up every day excited to do. And that was just kind of the very tip of the iceberg for my entrepreneurial journey that I started. Right. So was this still that online based content driven business that you started? Yes. Or was so something different? Yep. So I did that for the first um, three years that I was doing and that I had my business. It was okay. teacher focused and it slowly started shifting into women were like, well, how did you get rid of the burnout feeling that you were having? Like, what were the steps that you took? What did you do? So then I started working and coaching teachers on, mm. on that. And so that was uh -huh. kind of where the coaching business 
came from was women saw what I was doing and they wanted to know how could they do it too. <laughs> right, right. That makes sense. So you, you realized that there was a, a different need to support other teachers in that state of burnout and kind of what yeah. the system ends up doing to yes, the teachers. exactly. Okay. Okay. Yep. So yeah, a definite shift there, but yes. And then fast forward, the pandemic happens, the world shuts down, <laughs> all those things. Right. And I um, started really talking about teacher mental health. And when we were going back into the classroom, what that needed to look like for teachers and for kids and how to make sure that we were not adding more to teachers plates that was going to amplify the burnout that they were already feeling prior to this mm. situation that we had zero control over. And my school district decided that they did not like that. Um, they got 30 phone calls wondering what our district was going to do to help teachers and their mental health. Oh. And they oh. did they did not like that. <laughs> not one minute. <laughs> you struck a chord and they didn't like I did. it, I guess is what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out they had a board policy where they can dictate my secondary employment. Oh my gosh. And they gave me an ultimatum. I could work for them or I could run my business, but I could not do both. And I walked out of that office shaking, called my husband from the car in tears because that entire summer I could not go back to the classroom, but I knew I needed to financially for my family. I didn't feel like I was ready to quite go all in on my business yet. And I walked out to the car and I called my husband and I said, I just quit my job. Oh no. <laughs> and he was like, excuse me. He was like, I thought you were just having a meeting on how you could better, you know, right. the, the, the plan to go back and make it beneficial for everyone involved. And I said, yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> That was not but their plan. It was a different agenda. Oh my yes. god! Yes, yes. Oh so my goodness! Such huge weeks, courage. Yeah, three weeks you before school started, I had to flex my integrity muscle and just walk away from a career that I had done for over a decade. Ooh, wow! Yeah, that does take a lot of a lot of strength, confidence, commitment, clarity, and yes. kind of just putting the blindfold over your eyes and stepping out of the plane, I guess is the analogy. Wow. Exactly. And we had three girls. Um, they were, I think, five and under at the time. Ooh. It was insane. Yeah, I, was... My husband self-employed, so that was our insurance. It was, it was basically the only... The only stable thing we had in our life, I walked away from in that moment. <laughs> Trent's like, uh, could we have talked about this first? <laughs> I think there was not really an option for that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. That is but an he, amazing story. Yep. He full heartedly supported me and my decision. And we just knew that we were going to do whatever it took to, to make it work. And we knew, well, I had this coaching business and I was helping teachers and they were going to need it more than ever. Mm -hmm. And it took yep. me about three months to realize that I, because I, I focus a lot as a coach on knowing your values and building your, your business around those values so that you can keep showing up every day and know that you're doing it with an integrity and serving the people that you're meant to serve. And so I knew three months into this, that I could no longer be that person for teachers because they were living through something I had never taught through. 
Mm. And I could not be the person that pretended to show up every day like I knew what they were going through when I didn't have the firsthand experience of it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So the so, plot twist, we pivoted again. Yeah, so then, so then. <laughs> Ta-da! So then we started really diving in and just thinking, well, who else has the same problems that these teachers do in the classroom? Not the exact same, but who else is suffering from burnout? Who else needs help setting goals and reaching them either in their personal or professional life? And how, how do I help them get rid of this overwhelmed feeling and women business owners kept popping up mm. and it turns out that there were an awful lot of women who started, started hobbies during the pandemic mm. <laughs> who are now yeah. trying to build viable businesses out of them and really didn't know how to manage working from home and raising a family and creating a business. And so that was how I started life coaching entrepreneurs was they had a lot of the same needs that teachers did in the classroom. And I just had to do this tiny, tiny pivot. And I actually found out that that's the people that I really truly feel called to, to work with. Right. Yeah. Because that's been such a huge part of your entire life is seeing your father in his business ownership role, right? Yes. Also in his nine to five, but seeing how that really, so seeing what that looked like in real life, instead of just on theory and yep. being able to support women in that new phase of their business, because that's a whole different world to step into a new business and create it from that space of nothingness. So yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yes. It, and, you know, you brought up how I witnessed it firsthand with my dad. I specifically remember in high school, I had a basketball game. It was an hour and a half from my hometown. My dad came to the basketball game. He stayed until the la very last minute, talked to me after the game, and then got in the truck and drove across the state of South Dakota to deliver product that night wow. because wow. He, yeah. he knew what his priorities were all along. Mm -hmm. And so all of the things that I am now implementing into my coaching business, it's something that has been transforming since I was a young girl and a young woman. And as I grew, I had this amazing example of it. And mm -hmm. now I just thrive knowing that I'm teaching other women how to do it too, from what I've witnessed firsthand and what I've implemented in my own daily life and business. So mm -hmm. it's been pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that sounds like it's just been an amazing journey. And, you know, 2020 hindsight, right, is yes. how we can see, wow, it actually was this perfect pathway. It was my launch pad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it seemed like it was a catastrophic event and, oh, my God, dire type of doom and gloom. And what did we do? And, and maybe fear uh, around the decision. But in looking at the entire life you've spent really understanding the inner workings of entrepreneurialism and all the qualities that are needed and being able to lean into, like you said, your teaching skills and, and obviously that ability to manage multiple things all at once. 
gives you the clarity to support others. So yeah, it's, it's just an amazing, an amazing journey. Yeah. I love it. It's been been a wild, crazy journey. A wild, wide. Yeah. On the outside, it looks great. But if you were on the inside with us, you would have been like, like what is going right now? But here we are and we are all thriving and happy. (laughs) Everybody's still here. The three girls are loving life (laughs) and learning from mom's example and dad's example and everybody's thriving. So yeah, I love that. Well, you've just kind of given a, a whole view of what the journey has been and understanding that this has probably been evolving since way back early on in in your childhood. But it sounds like your official coaching practice pretty much started at the tail end of the pandemic when school went back into session, right? And you, you received that news or that little bit, you know, you know what people are doing there, they're making money online and still being, you know, teachers. And so that sparked the, I think that was the catalyst. Now, besides this pivot that you made out of teaching uh, or supporting teachers and burnout, and you pivoted to supporting entrepreneurs, have there been any other big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way? I, yes, to me, I mean, I feel like looking back that every day there is a challenge of some sort, but there are, there are bigger challenges, you know, and I'm, I'm a fast mover and I like to have a lot of things going on. And sometimes that works out for me and other times it's just a really great lesson. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so, you know, I've worked with people that looking back, I'm like, gosh, I should have saved that money and just went in on myself, bet on myself, instead of thinking that I needed to bring other people in to help me in certain situations or, you know, different things where I just, I lacked confidence in my, in my own business skills because I was so new to it. And it's, you know, like you said, 2020 hindsight, looking back, it's like, oh gosh, should have never done that. But at the same time, hiring some of those people or outsourcing to some of those people and marketing the way I did and stuff just really taught me a lot of lessons, like hard won lessons about business. And when I was doing this life coaching for entrepreneurs, women then started to see like, oh, look at these things that she's doing business-wise. And they started asking me questions. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know the answers to that. I've not built a product-based business for my kitchen table. So let me get back to you on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's been the newest adventure that we've gone on. My husband and I have started product-based businesses where we make cups and t-shirts we have heat presses and all the things our basement is basically a giant workshop now so -hmm. that I can also answer those questions for women but I look at the people that I've worked with and the things that I've learned from those lessons and the money I've spent on mentors or things that looking back I'm like they did not teach me anything like I learned all of those things just because I hired them and spent the money (laughs) on it. And, you know, we've all been in those situations where we we regret some of those business decisions we've made, but in, in reality, it's led me exactly to where I am. And and now I can, I'm better prepared to help the women that I coach Mm -hmm. in those same situations. Like, do you really need somebody to help you with that? Or is it a lack of confidence issue? 
Is right. it really going to push the needle forward or is it just something that you're doing because it makes you feel a little bit more comfortable than where you're currently at, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, those are powerful questions to be able to uh, support somebody with because it's difficult to know what's really going to be the best investment of their time and money. And usually with startups, there's uh, this tug of war between both. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And there were days where my husband and I were like, how, how are we going to make this work? Like, you know, I would pay, I paid a company to build all my landing pages and all my backend stuff. So everything could be automated and all of this. And then I used it for like a month and realized that they, it was not really me that they had built this for, you know, it was just, oh, they took my money and they built it and it wasn't, it wasn't what I needed. And you know, at that point, it's like, well, that was a really expensive lesson that we just learned. <laughs> right. Oof, gosh. Yeah. And I'm not sure, you know, in terms of what techniques or you know, lessons learned that you can share with somebody else at this global level, because like you said, with each business owner, it's, it's a matter of really leaning in and saying, okay, well, what's driving this this perceived need to, to outsource or hire this person and let's take a look. So I'm assuming yes. that that's, that's pretty much what you've started doing now going forward is, <laughs> is yes. tuning into what's driving this feeling to hire this person or outsource this. And let's make sure that we're making a solid decision. Absolutely. So. Well, and part of it was, was that every time I'd hire somebody, they would try to convince me of something other than what I really felt strongly about mm. in my business. So uh -huh. I'm, I'm very open that I am, I'm Christian. I'm, I'm a Midwest farm girl, you know, like that's just my philosophy. And, and the marketing team I hired was like, nope, can't even talk about it. It's a death mm -hmm. sentence for you to even mention that you have any faith beliefs at all oh. in anything, like don't oh, do goodness. it, oh, <laughs> you know? And so then I just, I always had this feeling of like, I wasn't being authentic. I wasn't yeah, being my right. true self, you know, exactly. it was like, that was the thing that caused struggle. you to pivot early on away from supporting teachers is the yes. uh, lack of, of integrity or alignment with who you were supporting and what you were saying. So, so yeah, I can see how that can, uh, should have been a red flag, but at that moment it wasn't. And so you've got a lot of clarity now in terms of how to lean into and, and yeah. really align with that true essence of, like you said, knowing your values and yeah. celebrating those, bringing those forward, because that's a, an important core of who everybody is, is their values. So yeah, well, that's an amazing journey of, of self-discovery and business expression and, and really leaning into all the qualities that you've gained along the way in terms of learning from your father and learning through your, I think you said you had been a teacher for a decade, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 10 years of being in the classroom and witnessing that transition through the pandemic and my goodness. Yeah. It's a wealth of uh, life is a university, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Marissa, you're obviously an expert at empowering women to transform their lives into something that they probably never thought was even possible. But I I'm curious in, in listening to your story here of how you've gained skill sets and experience and knowledge along the way, how do you feel about the, the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part 
of being in business. Now, this might feel like a very different skill set, but I'm curious if you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business. Absolutely. So that is, that's been one of my biggest struggles through, through my entire business is that I really love the creative part. I love creating the offers and building the things and teaching. I love the teaching part of it and actually physically working with the clients, but selling myself has always been so hard for me. Mm. And it, I think it comes back to like, that's where the mistakes came from early on in my business was I was so scared to sell myself that I was like, I will pay somebody else to Mm -hmm. sell me for me (laughs) so that I don't have to do it. And what I found out was that that's just not best practice. (laughs) No, 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 that doesn't work. (laughs) Not until you're, you know, have a mega business or something and then doesn't really work either. But yeah, that's interesting. And you're certainly not alone in that big gap between, okay, well, I can sell Mary Kay and I can sell, you know, other things t-shirts and all sorts of wonderful things. But then when it comes to you being the coach and selling your service and expertise, that hesitancy or that uh, it shows up in a lot of different ways, right? Procrastination, um, all sorts of avoidance things. So yeah, you're you're definitely not alone in that. Uh, But I'd be happy to provide you with a little bit of insight uh, that will hopefully move the needle for you if you'd like. Oh, I would absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's interesting to me because I've heard you speak to knowing your values and the fact that you thrive in teaching others and, and that, you know, your, your zone of genius, even in believing others more so than they believe in themselves. So all of that is so powerful that that is your your inner engine, that's your steam engine. That's your, when you reframe and think about simply the message and the role that you play in stepping in and serving these women entrepreneurs who are maybe lost, overwhelmed, starting to doubt themselves, maybe feeling regrets, maybe feeling uh, just a sense of, I don't even know what to do next. I have no clue. And they're losing their momentum, their, their light is dimming, their sense of purpose or passion is diminishing. And when you, you step out of the equation as a person, but your effectiveness, your skills, your expertise, what you know, you saw your, your father go through the, the clarity that you have, if we were to list all the things that if I were to say, all right, Marissa, what are some things that you absolutely know about building a business? You'd probably just rattle it on and on and on and on. You know, all these things that are just so clear and confident within you. And so the, the point I'm making is when you think specifically about the knowledge and the skills that you have and your ability to inspire and empower others, and you detach that from you Marissa, the farm wife, who is the mom, and and you just look at your ability to be that resource for others, then you are able to shift and land more in in the state of confidence and excitement 
to get out there and, and make that difference or make that offer. If you're not the one that you feel is the offer, does it, is this landing for you? When you, when you take yourself out of the quotient and you simply put in there your message and your impactful work instead of you, that's when you're able to just almost take ownership over the fact it's a responsibility that you've been given to step in and be this catalyst, be this safety net, be all these different things to these business, to these women entrepreneurs that are basically chasing their tails or they're, they're losing, like I said, the vision of what they, they once thought was the thing. And they're starting to retract and maybe give up. So when you step in, in more of a, a, a sense of a mission versus a person, that's when things open up as far as feeling more confidence and talking to others about this is what I've created and this is what, how we can work together. And this is what it's going to look like and the outcomes of your work. So is this landing for you at all? Yes. Yes. If, if our listeners could see me, I've had, I've been nodding along with you the whole time you've been talking okay. I'm like, yes, this, it, it is hard to separate your business from yourself. And I yes. think that that probably is one of my biggest issues. And it goes back to the, my start of business, like that teacher mm-hmm. coach person, oh, because yeah. as yeah. a teacher, you're selling yourself as a person, as the expert teaching the stuff, you know, like they could learn phonics from anybody. So they want to learn it from you. So you spend so much of your time selling yourself to the people. And then it was, it was hard for me to, to keep doing that over and over again, every time I made my pivot. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. There's a lot of, uh, I won't call it baggage, but, um, road rash from, (laughs) right. And that's deeper work, but we're talking about a shift that allows you to just step out of your own way, right? And and reframe into seeing your work as a mission and the impact of your mission or your passion, your vision versus, well, I wonder if they're going to want to, I don't know if I'm enough. I don't know if, if they're going to want to work with me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you shift that focus back to you, that's when then there's this sense of, you know, doubts and I, I don't really want to sell myself and, you know, you're attached too much to the, the offer versus just simply understanding that you were given this as a gift and it's your responsibility to be that. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, Hmm. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> so hopefully, yeah, I would love to hear how that lands for you in a real life conversation. If you're able to shift that perspective and just see see the, the work that you're able to do for this person in terms of the impacts on their life versus putting yourself in as part of the main point of the offer, if that makes any sense. Yes. No, it's, that it's makes a sense. bit of a out of body experience, but when you're able to do it, then you can just pretty much step aside and feel that confidence come back into you. I'm excited to try it now. I'm like, all right, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking about um, shift in confidence. And as we're talking about women entrepreneurs and that kind of startup phase, I can't help but think about 
this huge catalyst that has occurred, uh, speaking about the pandemic, of course, where a lot of people have decided that, you know what, I'm tired of the nine to five. I don't really, I'm not really feeling a sense of fulfillment or meaning in the work that I'm doing. And, or maybe they were furloughed or maybe who knows, all sorts of different things factored in through that experience. And so a lot of people jumped into having businesses for themselves. So I'm just curious, can you speak a little bit to the impact of the pandemic on the work that you do? Yes, absolutely. So obviously it's what led me to where I am. And we talked about that earlier, but a lot of the clients and, and the people I was attracting into my business were moms that, you know, had started pouring candles at their kitchen table or sewing during the pandemic. And now they make scrunchies and headbands as a business or all of these different things that they started just out of pure boredom. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and right. and they were like, "This is awesome!" And people all of a sudden wanted to buy their things, and then all, <laughs> of, all of a sudden they had this business that they didn't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they were managing, teaching their kids at home while trying to get this business up off the ground. And how do I manage it all? And now they're stay-at-home moms who aren't just stay-at-home moms; they're entrepreneurs, they're and entrepreneurs, they're young kids, right. and. It's just (laughs) real quick for them all. (laughs) It's the good news and the bad news, right? Yes, exactly. A hobby turned into a business that's creating an income, but along with that comes all sorts of complications. So yeah, that makes sense that uh, they would be looking for some sort of systems guidance. How do I manage all this all at once? Exactly. Uh, And on top of it, they started to allow themselves to dream dreams that they never thought were possible because they didn't have an avenue for it prior. And I think online business really excelled during the pandemic. That's one thing that we all can agree on. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. And so now they're trying to figure out how do I take this product-based business and build a solid online business out of it. You know, vendor events are coming back and markets and in-person things. And how do I manage now having to have stock for that and have a website up and going and an Etsy shop and all of these pieces. And so Mm -hmm. that's definitely been the ripple effect for me is that I went from not just life coaching entrepreneurs to actually business coaching Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs because Mm -hmm. I was just half a step ahead of them and they were right at my heels the whole time going okay so how'd you do it now teach us what's next what's next keep going (laughs) we need more (laughs) that's great I love that I love that because just it 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 really aligns with true entrepreneurism right when there's a where there's a need fill it you know and these people are almost overnight they're realizing that I've got something that people really want and now what do I do you know it's the definitely the 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 good news and the bad news so well Marissa I, you know I'm, I'm curious here how do you work with women who who do want to fully fully become that empowered and successful version of themselves you know realizing these big audacious dreams can you share just a few more details or specifics about your philosophy or your approach absolutely so i do do um one-on-one coaching with women and i also do audits of you know i do like habits audits for you and we figure out what should stay and what should go and how to build systems and you know kind of audit that whole portion of your of your personal life and now i'm starting to do like beginning business audits as well for women who are just getting started 
Um, but my main focus in 2023 here is a membership that kind of birthed itself last fall. And now I'm finally taking the time to sit down and really solidify it, but helping women with the different pieces of their product-based businesses. So whether they started it, you know, a while ago and now are looking to scale it and grow it, or they're too scared to get started and they need that little push. I have um, an online course that kind of walks them through all of the main pieces they need for that solid foundation so that when it's time to grow, they can just go for it. And so that's, that's been my latest labor of love. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And, and the fact that it's in a membership format allows people to just stay plugged into you. And as you're Um, sharing these tools or technologies or wisdom, you know, obviously a lot of wisdom that you can share. They're able to scale their business step by step by step. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Well, how can listeners learn more about you and this great work that you're doing? Absolutely. So I have my website, it's marissarader.com. And then my main social media platform that I hang out on is Instagram because I'm a millennial and they tell me that's where we hang out. So (laughs) not TikTok. No, I'm too old for the TikTok. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) All right. So that's marissarader.com. Find the uh, hyperlink in the show notes, but I'll spell it M-A-R-I-S-S-A. Raider, R-E-H-D-E-R.com and hanging out on Instagram. I'm assuming with the same handle. Yep. I'm at life coach underscore Marissa because they don't let you reuse old ones, even though I deleted my original account. So here I am life coach Ah. underscore Marissa. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, again, look for the hyperlink in the show notes and that's marissarader.com. All right. Well, Marissa, you have already shared just so many golden nuggets of wisdom here through our conversation, but if I could tap on you one last time uh, in looking at your own experience in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? And obviously this is right up your alley. So this is a perfect (laughs) question for you. (laughs) Absolutely. So messy action is my number one tip for people who are either wanting to get started or they're feeling stuck. Usually we're having some sort of, you know, analysis paralysis or some imposter syndrome sneaking in. And so just continuing to take messy action, whatever that might look like, taking one step in front of the other and just no matter how slow the progress is, it's still progress. And my biggest tip for that is just really look at, I call it my VIP method. Look at your values. What do you stand for? What does your business stand for? And actually identify words that embody how you want to show up in the world and then set your intentions based on those values and then figure out what your priorities are along the way, because those are going to change with the different seasons of life that you're in. So if you have small children, you know, being there and being at home with them while running your business might be a priority. Whereas if you've got kids that are in high school, your priority is figuring out, gosh, what am I going to do with all this time when I'm an empty nester? (laughs) You know, And so things like that do shift and do change. So Mm -hmm. just reevaluating those values, knowing your priorities, and then waking up each day and setting your intentions based on those two things. Nice. Yeah. The, the fact that values do 
do tend to evolve based yeah. on whatever chapter of life we're in. And that's okay. And to understand that, but I love that take messy action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic because people do get caught up in, is this enough? And comparisonitis, right? Yeah. Comparing to somebody else or something else that looks a whole lot better. And so it creates that sense of it's not good enough. And so taking messy action. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing that. Well, Marissa, it's just been so great hearing about your journey from growing up with a father who you got to you know, firsthand experience the entrepreneurial world and taping boxes and seeing him take products through patent stage and on and on and on to that obvious entrepreneurial seed that was planted within you that even though you dedicated yourself to being a, a schoolroom teacher and serving at that level, it was still this spark, right? That was, it was smoldering and, and probably getting uh, hotter and hotter as, as the pandemic uh, changed everything so drastically. And then realizing that you really could bring value to teachers, but hmm, it wasn't part of protocol and <laughs> taking that huge leap that huge leap of faith to step into then this impactful work you're now doing as a life coach for women entrepreneurs, where you're empowering women to create their biggest transformation so that they can live their dream lives. So I've really enjoyed our conversation. And I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And for our listeners, again, you can reach Marissa Rader through her website, and that's marissarader.com, uh, as well as follow her on Instagram. All right. Well, for all our listeners, remember when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session you may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Marissa Rader. And as always, here's to your success.